How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Waiting for the snap. There it is. The kick on the way, and that kick is knuckling toward the upright, and it's good. Just gets over the upright. Chase McGrath wins the game for Tennessee, and here they come. Everybody sharing in the celebration. The student section mobbing the field. They're mobbing Chase McGrath. They're mobbing Hendon Hooker. What jubilation in Big Orange country as the Tennessee Volunteers end a 15-game losing streak to the Alabama Crimson Tide, and they do it on a 40-yard field goal by Chase McGrath. I wasn't sure it was going to get there. It was knuckling as it went to the upright, but it got over the crossbar and years and years of frustration being taken out on the field here at Neyland Stadium as the Tennessee Volunteers have beaten the Alabama Crimson Tide. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios. Back to Brad and Bennett on 92.9 FM ESPN. Bob Kessling is the voice of the Vols. And, Bob, I decided to play the entire minute plus because I felt like it'd be worth it here in Memphis. It's great to have you on and uh, to relive that season and talk some hoops with you. Good to have you on, Bob Kessling. Well, I appreciate that. It's always good to hear that moment because uh, that was such a special time. And uh, one of the great memories I think all of us will have uh, in this rivalry with Alabama. But that was certainly an unbelievable night, unbelievable week, and what a great game. Terrific. It's great to have you on uh, after that great season. And it's Bob Kessling, the voice of the Volunteers uh, from Knoxville with us. Of course, had the game last night that we'll talk about against Mississippi State. Uh, we are pretty fresh from the bowl game, so I'm going to start with um, – I'll actually start with football and that call. I want to play something for you again, not just your audio, but a reaction here in Memphis. And I'm, su- I'm sure all across the state you've had similar calls. I'd, I'd say this without, uh, without choking up, but it will, be, it will be something that he and I will talk about for the rest of our lives. And that call was from the Jeff Hawkins Show here on 92.9, Bob. We had similar calls like that, and these are Memphis fans, some of them, who went yeah. to the game, whether they have Tennessee – you know, students who go to that university or they're just, you know, from Middle Tennessee or they're from West Tennessee, just all across our, our listening area, we had people who had the chills uh, from your call and what they experienced at that game. I mean, it just seems like it's probably the, the you know, once 20-year game for us, at least uh, it, it feels like it, right? No question. And, uh, you know, the buildup for the game was so big, not only here – in the state of Tennessee, but throughout the country. I mean, it was one of those anticipated games. You know, Alabama, the way they've had so much success, I mean, people either tune in to watch Alabama win or tune in to watch Alabama get beat. So I'm sure there were a lot of fans that really didn't have a dog in the fight, but they're still kind of rooting for Tennessee to to knock off Alabama because they probably had enough of Nick Saban. But uh, anyway, it was just a a national game. I mean, everybody had 
just a great feeling. And I'll tell you a quick story. My uh, daughter and son-in-law took our two grandkids. They're nine and seven to the game. George is seven. And so everybody was standing up, and those two guys, little guys, had a hard time seeing the field. So they're jumping around trying to get on bleachers and look between people and this kind of stuff. So now Chase McGrath rolls out there to try and kick the game-winning field goal. He kicks it. It goes up and goes through, and everybody's going crazy. Well, my daughter looks around for George. He's gone. He's nowhere to be seen. And she's panicking a little bit that, you know, what's happened to George? And she looks across the aisle to her left, and about three seats down, here is George on this guy's shoulders, and they're jumping up and down, high-fiving each other. And I said, Allison, did you even know that guy? She said, I'd never seen him before in my life. But he saw George trying to see the game and just picked him up and put him on his shoulders. And, and that kind of tells you what the, you know, the whole game was about. Just, it was such a great time to, to celebrate for Tennessee fans. And, and, you know, and then Tennessee came along, and as you mentioned, the bowl game, Tennessee capped off the season with that win over Clemson. And uh, that's just another marquee win that Tennessee had this season. And, uh, you know, if you hadn't won that game against Clemson, it might have taken a little bit of the shine off the season. But when you look back over it, it was a remarkable run by this Tennessee team. And nobody expected this team to be in the Orange Bowl or win 11 games or be ranked number one in the country. So what Josh Heupel has done in his second year is pretty remarkable. You hear his voice here on 92.9 in Memphis and 790 in Memphis as well. His name is uh, Bob Kessling, who is the voice of the Volunteers, which uh, you've been doing this as long as we've been on the air here, Bob. So it's <laughs> it's great to kind of come full circle. It's been a while for us, and I'm not even picking on Tennessee. It's just it's really remarkable, and I think this is one where, if I don't know, as 130,000 people, if it's 130 or whatever capacity is, it's going to feel like in years, you know, far away from here, 400,000 will have the story that they were there, uh, of sure. course, on site. And, and possibly there were 400,000 if you consider the river uh, outside and people jumping in the river that day and, and all yeah. around that stadium. I mean, you know, that day I wasn't there. I watched it and listened to it on, on 92.9. Uh, what was that game like? I mean, we talked about it obviously the day after here and, and after the weekend, but it's, it's, it's got to be right there, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I haven't bumped into anybody that says they weren't at the game. So <laughs> I think everybody, and whether they weren't there, they just kind of feel like they were there. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it was just a one-in-a-lifetime game. I mean, my two grandkids, they'll be talking about this game the rest of their life. There's no question. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, are still – uh, talking about the 98 game against Florida and what that was like and the national championship. I mean, there's some of those games that are just etched in your memory and you'll, you'll keep them there because they bring back such great thoughts. And, and um, so I, I think this game is going to be one of those ones that will there'll be they'll, people will be talking about this game for a long, long time, for decades. Cause it was, it was, you know, and it wasn't a game as, as if, you know, Alabama played poorly that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did have a lot of penalties. But, I mean, you know, they've got a chance to win that game on their last drive. And uh, if Gibbs doesn't drop that pass over the middle, they're in pretty good easy field goal range. And as it turns out, he drops the pass, and then they miss the field goal, and Tennessee is able to come down the field in two plays and get in position and, and kick the game winner. So, it, so you know, Bryce Young that day was tremendous. I mean, he, he looked like a Heisman Trophy winner. And uh, so it's not like Alabama – didn't play all that well. I mean, they they played really pretty well. They put 49 points on the board. That usually wins most games. But Tennessee just outplayed them some that day, and Tennessee made the plays 
to win it. And that's that's what makes the game even more satisfying. It's not like Alabama just handed it to them. Tennessee had to go win it. And I think that's what made it even more special. Bob Kessling joins us here on 92.9 ESPN from Knoxville. And of course, UT players had a lot to do with this season, as well as Josh Heupel and that system that he's installed with that up-tempo offense, Bob. But um, if you look at the Bama-Tennessee game, and then even with the Georgia outcome, and then you look at the bowl game against Clemson, it does feel like everybody's going to come away with this season after watching that Clemson game as Tennessee fans going, man, this would have been the great year to have that playoff, you know, where it's expanded to 12, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's but then the other thing they'll take away from it down the years, well, Tennessee had it right there in their grasp yeah. and then lost to South Carolina. So, um, and, and that's still a head-scratcher. I don't think anybody has exactly game. figured out uh, – what happened in that game and why it happened and, and why Tennessee. It's the only game since Josh Heupel's been the head coach that it looked like Tennessee just wasn't locked in and ready to play that game. And, and they just made too many mistakes, and Spencer Rattler got some confidence, and they, he, he went crazy. So uh, that's the one game that I think Tennessee fans, they'll, that game will stick in your craw for a long time. And, and what could have been? Because, you know, if, if you get into, that, into the playoffs, you know, you've got to – you know, right off the bat, you got a you got a decent chance of winning the thing, and and you know, look at TCU. So yeah. TCU's got a chance to make a run at it. So, you know, there'll be it, it's it's still. I mean, and when you look back at it, eleven wins and an Orange Bowl victory over Clemson, that's still a heck of a year. So, uh, it, it it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great ride. It was good to see Tennessee football back in the national spotlight, and people all over the country talking about this team and talking about Hendon Hooker and talking about Giants hype and where this team is headed and and um, you know a lot of people are all you know already saying that Tennessee is going to be a, a team right there with Georgia to win the SEC East next year so which they should be so yeah. uh, it's just it's just fun having Tennessee back in a position where they're picked to win championships and that's been a while I do want to get to basketball, but, you know, I haven't caught up with you since football season, so I've got a couple more yeah. on Tennessee football uh, before we get to basketball, and that is uh, you, you brought up the South Carolina game. I believe that was the game where Hooker got hurt. And, and just a, yes. That was – if there was a high moment of the Alabama game, the low moment might have been the, the Hooker injury at South Carolina and the South Carolina game in general. But I was really impressed with what Milton did in that bowl game against Clemson, and – what, what it shows me, it, it was sort of like what happened a few years ago with Alabama where Tua came in and, and then came out, and the quarterback who had been there all season was amazing, and I thought Milton looked terrific in that bowl game and, and certainly a, a deserving look to, to get playing time, you know? No question. And, you know, Joe is he is a physical specimen. If you get up next to him, uh, you'll be amazed at just how big the guy is. And you see his arm. He threw that one pass to Squirrel White. Oh, it was unbelievable. Went 50 yards. He just flicked it. Yeah. I mean, it ain't, you know, most guys that throw the ball 50 yards, it takes me three throws to get the ball 50 yards. <laughs> Lined up, yeah. Yeah. And then he gets back there, and it, it's so effortless. And he just, and Pat Ryan says all the time he's, he's so jealous because he, Joe always throws a spiral. Pat said he could never throw a spiral when he was playing quarterback. And there's Milton out there just gunning it. And and that pass he threw to Brew McCoy for the touchdown. I mean, you talking about a dart? Oh, it was a bullet. And because uh, yeah. yeah, they had a Clemson had a couple of guys right there, and I think they were even shocked how fast yeah. that ball got in there to McCoy. So he he's just got a he's got a very he's a very gifted quarterback. I, I talked to him before the game, and I asked him. I said, "When did you know you were going to be your quarterback?" He said, "Well." I was in third grade and was playing on the football team, and the coach put me at tight end. 
And he says, I don't want to play tight end. I want to play quarterback. He says, well, you're, you know, you're the, one of the biggest kids on the team. You, you need to play tight end. He said, well, give me a shot at quarterback. And the coach says, okay, you can, I'm going to put you out here. You make a couple of throws. We'll see what you're going to do. But yeah, I'm telling you, you're going to be playing tight end. And he gets out there and throws three passes, a couple of slant patterns, and he moves the quarterback over to tight end and puts Joe Milton in there at quarterback. <laughs> so it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty obvious that uh, yeah. Milton is a special talent, and uh, and I think he has handled this whole thing so well. I mean, uh, he's a starting quarterback two years ago, and he's two games into the season, kind of get bangs up, banged up a little bit, and then suddenly Joe uh, Hendon Hooker gets yeah, his Hooker, chance and just yeah. didn't. Hooker doesn't give the job back, yeah. and Joe didn't pout. He didn't say he's going into the transfer portal. He didn't say I'm getting a raw deal here and all this kind of stuff. All he did was he backed up Hendon Hooker. They were roommates, and uh, they were basically joined at the hip. And what Joe Milton has done is put him in, in a position to not only be the starting quarterback at Tennessee next year, but also be in a position that now suddenly the NFL scouts are taking a look at him and, and looking at You know, the one thing about it, when you've got an arm like that, uh, there are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that stick around a long time <laughs> yeah. because they've got an arm. Uh, now, they might be backups, and they might be guys that don't – they never – you know, Tyler Bray was a great example, a former Tennessee quarterback. You know, I don't know how many teams he bounced around on, and he just had a handful of starts in the NFL. But they were just intrigued by his throwing arm. And the fact that – because you can't – one thing about it, you those things are hard to find. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a great arm and you've got a great athletic ability, you've got a pretty good chance of latching on at least for a while with, with an NFL team until they figure out, you know, can you really play or can't you play? So yeah. uh, Joe Milton's got a bright future ahead of him, and uh, and I hope he has a big year next year for Tennessee. Well, it, would be, it would be fun if he did because I'll tell you what, yeah. he'll air it out next year. He, he The arm talent is it's unquestionable. I mean, when you see them just flick yeah. a 50-yarder or that bullet pass down the middle, the, the squirrel touchdown, it was it was terrific. And the great Bob Kessling joins us, uh, the, the voice of the Vols here on 92.9. Final football question before I get on to Rick Barnes and the basketball team. Um, you know, Memphis and really the state of Tennessee is a big, small state in some respects. My wife actually works with Jabari Smalls. I think it was uh, his mom or somebody. And, and just you see him on TV, you listen to him on the radio and what Jabari Small has done. Uh, the name's certainly ironic sometimes, but that kid. Um, and I thought the game plan, especially in the bowl game against Clemson, was good to mix in Milton uh, with the running game there. And Jabari Small is part of that, wouldn't you say, Bob? Oh, yeah. And uh, Jabari, you know, he's he, he's a. His lower body's got a lot of strength, and so he can break a lot of tackles. And uh, he doesn't play small, that's for sure. He <laughs> plays much bigger than his size, and and he runs hard. And uh, he's really turned out to be a very dependable back for Tennessee. And and uh, and the running game in, in Josh Heupel's offense is so important. Everybody thinks about well throwing the ball and doing this and that, but I mean Josh Heupel, he'll tell you he wants to run the ball, and he wants you to get guys in the box to stop mm-hmm. the run so he can throw it. Yeah. But, you know, his first preference is to get out there and run the ball and make sure you make adjustments to stop it. And that's, you know, that's why Jalen Hyatt and Squirrel White in that slot position are open a lot because they're bringing those safeties up or they're bringing extra linebackers into the box to stop the run. So uh, Jabari Small has been a big part of uh, the Tennessee success because he's been so consistent. It's interesting you mentioned that, um, and Bob Kessling is with this final thing on that. You, you brought up 
the offense, and it reminded me of Mike Leach. My wife is a state grad, so I saw a ton of Mississippi State games this year, and, of course, Mike Leach passed away. And, of course, Josh Heupel influenced by that offense and, and his relationship with Coach Leach. You brought up the fact that, that Heupel will point out the running game, and I actually saw that at Mississippi State, even with Coach Leach. Like, people were saying in year three, Leach, is, he's throwing the ball, and I was like, if you watch the games, he, he was running more than he had ever run. And it seems mm-hmm. like these guys who coached with Leach – have done just amazing things, and part of that is the running game, it seems like. I, I mean, I think Tennessee's mixed it up really well, and I, even Mississippi State was doing that this year. Yeah, well, I think Leach, uh, Coach Leach, his deal was he wanted to throw the ball all the time. Right. He wanted to do that. But then when you start dropping eight guys, yeah. well, heck, yeah, we're going to run it. <laughs> you have you've got, to. You know, there's, yeah. there's only a couple of guys here on the line of scrimmage. We're going to run it, and then you bring those linebackers and safeties back in, then we're going to bomb away again. And and that's kind of the, the, the philosophy that all those guys have that have been running the run and shoot or whatever you want to call it, um, the air raid offense or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's based on counting people in the box. And if you don't put enough in there to – to stop the run, they're going to run it, and then you put too many in there, they're going to bomb it over your head. So uh, it's very interesting how they uh, – and, and the one thing about Josh Heupel's offense, he's setting you up three or four plays down the road. I mean, he's, he's trying to see how you're going to react to certain formations that you, that you give him, and then once he figures that out, what you're doing, then that's when he really can and uh, put in some things that can really test and stretch a defense. And because you've got to you've got to guard sideline to sideline against Josh Heupel <laughs> yeah. and and also Mike Leach too. Yeah, yeah, it was an entertaining season for sure. And then Bob, let's bounce over to to the basketball team, which is equally, if not more, impressive than the football team at this point. I just looked at the defensive rankings for Ken Palm. They're the number one defensive team in America. Yeah. And they just beat the hell out of Mississippi State last night. Pardon the expression, but I mean, I again, my wife is just was just blown away, and and I think, uh, and a lot of that has to do with competition too, right? A lot of these non-conference teams that they play early in the season are just you know cupcakes, and then once you get into conference play, you see this happen. But last night, balanced scoring from uh, the whole team, Viscovi leading the way there, but balanced across the way, and the defense obviously a big part of that. They're now twelve and two. Ken Palm overall number two, number one defense. They play South Carolina, who's just seven and seven this week. So hopefully a different outcome than football this weekend. But uh, just I'll start with the game last night, a blowout, and, and what are your expectations for the game for the season ahead, Bob? Well, the um, the game last night was one of the strangest games I've ever seen. In fact, because the game you felt it was over two minutes into it, <laughs> you did when when Tennessee came out and jumped on them, and it was sixteen to nothing. And they couldn't run an offense. They couldn't get a shot off. And you could just see the frustration in the Mississippi State players. And then suddenly the lead kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And Tennessee's knocking down shots and and shooting, you know, 70% from the floor. And Mississippi State can't get a shot to go in. And they Tennessee's defense just overwhelmed them last night. They couldn't get into an offense. They couldn't get good shots. And meanwhile, Tennessee's just running their offense and getting great looks and you know, you shoot 70%. Uh, that's hard to do in practice yeah. sometimes. And when they got out there and Vescovy hit their shots, and, uh, and uh, you know, the last night Tennessee also got Josiah Jordan-James back in the lineup, and he's a key. Uh, he's They've really missed him. He's kind of their glue guy and a kind of guy that can play anywhere on the floor, and they, they really missed him. And then Sakai Ziegler comes out and uh, has a double-double in points and assists and, and uh, really ran the team last night. So there's a lot of good things to like about this team. It's got depth. Uh, we were talking to Coach Barnes today, and, and he's mentioned the fact 
that the reason Tennessee's had early exits from the NCAA tournament the past couple of years is that they've not had consistent inside scoring. And uh, they figure out in the NCAA tournament how to stop your guards, and you better have some inside scoring if you want to win the tournament in advance. And, and most of the championship teams you know, are a very balanced team. And now Tennessee has really put an emphasis on getting the ball inside and scoring. And last night, Tennessee's three bigs were 15 of 16 from the floor. So that's a really encouraging sign for Tennessee. So um, Jonas Adu is getting better. Tobey Walker has really given, given them some good minutes. And, and Julian Phillips is a very talented freshman who's kind of feeling his way around right now. You can just kind of you can see the talent mm-hmm. when he gets the ball and he knows what to do with the ball, but he's still kind of figuring out, I think, what his role on this team is. And, you know, sometimes freshmen kind of take a back seat a little bit. They're, they're, they're a little cautious about stepping up and, and being the guy. Well, Phillips, I think, has a chance – the BB guy on this team. I mean, I really think he's got he's that talented because he can get to the rim, he can get fouled, uh, uh-huh. and so the last couple of games. And Coach Barnes kind of mentioned it to me today. Also, it looked like Phillips kind of hit the freshman wall, which they all do, because you, you just you, you practice so much and you played so much and you, the competition is so much higher than you've been. And after they get past that wall, then they start really playing better. I think Phillips. We'll do that. I think Julian Phillips is a very special talent, and uh, he's going to have a great uh, great season. In Santiago Vescovi, you know, he banged up his shoulder, and that slowed him down for a couple of weeks. And, you know, last night it seemed like his shoulder was doing pretty well as he came out and was bobbing away. So it's a, it's a balanced team. It's a very talented team. It's a team defense travels, and if you can play defense and you only give up 53 points a game, You've got a chance to win a bunch of games, and uh, this, uh, you know, Coach Barnes has always stressed defense and rebounding, and he's got a team that's listening to him, and and they've got enough scoring punch that they can. And you know, Tyree Key is a guy that really hasn't asserted himself or been out there hunting shots that much. He takes shots that come to him, but he's a tremendous shooter. So when they start spreading the floor out with Vescovi on one side and Key on the other, and then you got Ziegler at the top of the key who can shoot three pointers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty potent. So, and then they're, they're inside game. So it's it's a team that I think is getting better with every game, and uh, they've got challenging week to go to South Carolina, and then we come back and play Vanderbilt next Tuesday night, and they have Kentucky coming in, and that's when they're going to retire Chris Lofton's oh, jersey. Okay. So that will be a or his number. So that'll be yeah. a very emotional week coming up. So um, it, it's a really good Tennessee basketball team, ranked you know in the top ten. And I expect them to stay there because I, I think they've got a really good chance of uh, fighting it out for the SEC championship this year with Arkansas and Alabama. Well, Bob, final kicker here. Dobbs starting for the Titans this weekend. Can he not? He, I know he's a Vol. Can he knock off yeah. uh, Jacksonville? Well, <laughs> oh, I don't know. That, you know. That's a lot to ask of a guy. I, think so. I mean, he's he's still trying to figure out where his apartment is in Nashville, probably. <laughs> yeah. And now he's got to get out there and and knock off a Jacksonville team. You know, if he was playing at home, you, you'd maybe feel a little bit better about it, but he'd be on the road. Jacksonville, they're all jacked up about this game. I mean, it's for a playoff berth, so a lot of pressure. But I'll tell you, Josh Dobbs is a pretty cool customer. I mean, he he never got rattled when he was here at Tennessee, and he's, he's a very talented guy and a very smart guy. So he probably has figured out all the – the, the pluses and minuses of what he's got to do, and uh, he'll execute their game plan. There's no question about that. Josh is that smart, and uh, he'll he'll give them a good effort. And uh, uh, but you know the odds, it's long odds, but 
you don't bet against Josh Dobbs, though. Josh is really a, a guy that it's, he came through so many times for Tennessee, a quarterback in big games. But th- this is a big challenge for him this weekend. Bob, it's always great to catch up. Bob Kessling, the voice of the volunteers here on 92.9 FM ESP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.